Look at this cool hairdo. I see that. Did you take a shower? No, I got trapped in the rain. Oh, really? The forecast said, no rain. There's no rain coming. Don't you worry. Whoopsie. And then the rain came. The skies All over your head. opened and dumped on me. So then I just combed my hair. I parted it to the side. That's what you do. It's the only way to kind of keep it under control. I, uh, when it's wet, I comb it, and then I leave it be, and then it does what it wants to do. It curls up. If I, if I don't leave it be... Wait, I don't know what I'm saying. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Why are we talking about my hair? Who fucking cares? If you don't leave it be, what happens? No, no, no. I was going to say, if, yeah, if, if I don't comb <laughs> it, then it really goes out of control. It's a real puff ball. Mm. <clears throat> you know, I bet you could benefit from a lot of the curly haired TikToks nope. that are around. Nope. 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 Go shorty. Nope. I don't, I don't need to take advice from TikToks. I don't need TikToks giving me life hacks. Well, it doesn't have to be labeled as a life hack. Just like, um, uh, uh, self-care doesn't have to be face masks and things that you have to buy. Self-care can be actual self-care. Uh, life hacks or whatever from TikTok can actually be pretty useful. We're at this point where people are talking about Botox as being self-care. Like, yeah, of course. Right. Of course I'm getting Botox. It's self-care. I'll feel better about myself. No, you need to understand exactly what it is. It is you. And I, and I, have, this, I have these feelings, too. It is yourself not being able to cope with your changing, aging body. That's all that is. You know, we do a lot of preparation for uh, teenagers uh, or tweens or whatever to go through puberty and the changes that they're going to see. Maybe there should be some more information about like how your body's going to change, which as you get older. I think it's well documented. Expect. People just don't want to admit it. They don't no, like. But that I'm talking happens. no, right? They don't want to admit it. And so I think that there, maybe there should be some like, I don't know, some adult education out there about what your body will change, your face will change, your appearance will change. And uh, we know this, though. Yeah, I know. We know it. Just like teenagers know it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think taking a class, though. Well, teenagers are idiots. I don't mean a class. The teenagers are idiots and their brains are still developing and... The hormones are raging. And I know as you get older, your hormones change. But everything's so much more yeah. gradual. Think about the first 20 years of your life and the amount of physical change that happens. Yeah. And then I know. I feel. Isn't it funny how you think back on your own puberty and you don't really remember it all that much? And it's like, shouldn't you be shouldn't you remember the day your pubes came in? <laughs> I don't think they just spring up. No, but they, at some point you got to look down and be like, whoa, my bush. Yeah, they start creeping in, I think. And so you you notice it. And then I know what you're saying. At some point, it's just a full bush. And like, when did this happen? But Right. But it's, you know, I remember it kind of growing in. I'm like, oh, okay. I kind of don't. This is starting. Or like your boobs changing. Well, I know nothing about that. Yeah. They just start ballooning. Yeah. God, and those poor girls that have inherited huge tits at like 13 and like the guys think that she's easy and the oh no the guys like just look at her boobs and can't help themselves and the girls think she's a slut she's just a 13 year old with gigantic cans apparently that's the girl's identity at that age talking to christina really does she have big old if if, if they <laughs> Apparently, that's like that everyone else knows you as that. That is what really? you go through your early puberty years and probably, you know, your whole teenage years as people are like, yep, boobs. That's what boobs that person McGee. is. Remember, we did a boobs episode and we were thinking of all the, sh the, the horrible names for boobs that people use. Yeah, but it, going back to that conversation, apparently even like coaches and teachers make comments. It's absolutely insane. Wow. Yeah, there was some story that she told me about doing push-ups, and the coach 
said, they're going to be difficult for you. Something like that. Was it a man or a woman? I think it was a dude. Fuck him. <laughs> yes. If it was a woman, I would be also upset, but more like you should have said that to her privately and say, hey, listen, if it's a little harder for you, it's because you got those juicy nugs. Yeah, it's okay juicy if a nug. woman says that. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, it's a way to make them <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. You got your juicy nugs. I don't know where nugs came from. It probably was, my brain probably meant to say jugs. Udders. <laughs> but I kind of like the way, I like the idea of calling them nugs, especially if they're little. You're like, got those, got those juicy little nugs. Nugs. Yeah, people are absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Anytime, well, anytime you alter your voice to start speaking and like uh, ask half whisper well another tiktok thing is like like kink talk you know where um there's like a guy and he looks just like a normal dude and he's talking to you like this and then something happens like some music from 50 shades of gray starts playing and then he like changes his appearance and he looks like a dom you know and he's like you're a good little girl and you're like ah! no I, why, and then there's sometimes there's like another voice like yes, daddy. Who got who got rid of Vine? Whoever got rid of Vine, I would like to hunt them down and pound their face into yeah. oblivion. Yeah, wasn't because, it Twitter? Because it's their fault. TikTok's here. Yes. Well, I love TikTok, but it opened the door for TikTok. Mm-hmm. TikTok's I, great though. I wish it would was banned. I wish it that remember when Trump was threatening to ban it. I secretly was hoping. I was like, please, please, I'm I'm on your side. I saw uh, there's uh, one there's one policy I agree with. Get rid of TikTok. I saw a clip of um, it, what looked like how how uh, how it's made or was that show called how how things are made how things get made things are made this way. <laughs> how it's made is a is how one it's of made shows. is <laughs> and it's it's yogurt and it's just yogurt going through like a machine and it stops every couple of yogurts and a a, a red laser beam shines on it. And you can assume that it's like some quality check thing as it goes through, but it's voiced over and it's, it's like the red laser beam focuses on the yogurt that's actually like a a nearby sniper that's <laughs> making sure it does the yogurt doesn't um, become sentient and start thinking about domestic terrorism or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think my problem with TikTok is while coming up with clever things, like if that's executed properly, I'm sure that it's funny, but these things don't have any depth. And on TikTok, they don't need to, but everybody who wants to create content now, it is just one-off little one-liners. And I, I think it's not that difficult to create a whole complex story, even if it's comedy, you want to be funny, but to like tie things in and have callbacks and create structure and characters, that's real talent. And then it's like, I came up with funny line, we'll execute funny line. And then it's like, you've got 16 million new followers. And I don't think that getting that kind of credit for one line <clears throat> is, so is worth it. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I also think the people that just have the one line, they get the burst. They're like a star that burns too bright, you know, like it burns out quick. They get a burst of followers and who cares, you know, or, or like a burst of likes and then you move on. And there are other people that might not do like either their channel kind of has like a theme, you know, that they that they use throughout or um, they're consistently interesting. There, there, there's some variety. There are the people that <laughs> there's some real jerks that like post almost like clickbait. Like they'll post some, they'll start sell, telling you this crazy story and then they won't finish it. And then you'll be like, Oh, I have to see what happens next and see if they posted a part two. And then you look at their part two and then the, the finish to the story is like, and it actually wasn't a big deal. <laughs> I mean, like nothing happened. The person came back and apologized. So it was nice. And you're like, no, I thought it was going to be better than that. You well, made me go to your page and do, I don't know, homework. 
are you following? I don't know how TikTok works. Do you follow people? Yeah, you follow people. I've been. Uh, I just. I followed them. Um, so I would unfollow at that uh, point. I'd say you lose yeah. my follow. Well, I don't. I sometimes. So it's your for you page. You know where you just. It's like curated. You know they're like spying on you and like determining how long how how much time you spend on certain TikToks to then show you specific TikToks that match that type of thing. And then there's the following side. So you can just go through what who you follow. Um. But uh, I've been following Martin Short. TikToks and they're all just like Jiminy Glick clips and they're so good. It makes me want to go go and watch Jiminy Glick. Are they new clips or he's just No, they're old, old but they're up. fun. Well, I mean he's using so it's a he's actually running that account. I'm not sure. I can't tell. It's verified. But it's Martin Short TikToks. So I don't know. I mean, that's nice if, if you can use it to promote your old content and then people regain interest and go watch it. Yeah, I forgot how I didn't really watch a whole lot of Jiminy Glick. I don't know why it wasn't like something I sought out. Whatever. I don't like many things. You know this. He's pretty. He's really funny, though, even though I'm supposed to stop hating things. But I can't like the uh, the Da Vinci twins. You know, those idiots. No. There's these are two TikTok dudes. Is that really their name or are you giving them a funny name? No, no. They did this thing. Because it sounds like a name that you would give them as a fuck you to them. I, I, it was one of those things where I don't, I don't know how to explain this well. But I think there's a question that's asked and then the answer pops up and the answer was Da Vinci. And the two guys, they're these goofy looking twins who have like Bart Simpson type hair that stands straight up on their head. <laughs> and when Da Vinci popped up, they're like Da Vinci mispronouncing uh, it. And like it got them so much notoriety and attention. And this is, this is what drives me crazy. And they did it on purpose. If you, I, I read about it and they apparently uh, cycled, they spent the next hour cycling through this question until they got Da Vinci again. So they could say Da Vinci and cut off. And, uh, you know, people like to feel superior. So, like, look at these idiots. And they're just gaming the system. And, you know. But what do they get from it? They get they get a lot of followers. Yeah, they but get, who cares? They got a shitload of views. And then they can launch their TikTok page. Well, so I followed this guy who, who has this local car dealership. And he and he was he posted these. I found him through Chelsea Lynn, who's that, like, trailer trash Tammy that I like. So she posted him. Um and he was he was he he pulls up in in a car that he's trying to sell. He's like, "What's up, motherfuckers? This is a real piece of shit, and I'm trying to sell it. It's not so bad if you got if you know if you need whatever, but it's not gr that great either. I got better trucks over here if you want that. But you know what I mean? And he's like, he's he's real honest about it, and he's kind of funny, and he does it real fast. And he's kind of like country. And then um, I saw him a couple posts later saying this is like a couple weeks later saying like. I need y'all to come down here because having a bunch of followers on Instagram and TikTok turns out doesn't make you any money. So what I need is to sell this car. <laughs> it's because it's like, yeah, you could you could get a big boom of of followers or likes or whatever, but it doesn't mean anything monetarily. Yeah, I, I don't know if some people are out for money. Some people want the fame. And with the Da Vinci twins, I don't know what their real names are. Yeah. And I try not to blame them for it because they just did a goofy thing and it what's made... annoying what's more annoying is that people can't tell when it's fake there are so many like caught cheating fake tiktoks i think people where... can tell when it's fake and even with this one yeah. no the way they delivered it you know th there's i guess some comedic i i i don't want to say value there but yeah. whatever they did the platform they utilized it and got some attention. And I think what bothers me, though, is like the game, the game is just any price for fame. And when, well, I, look there was, at, well, when yeah. I look at these guys, I try not to get angry about them because they just actually seem like two happy-go-lucky dudes who want to be professional wrestlers. They do actually want oh. to be professional wrestlers. And, you know, I think they're looking... All right, well, then good for whatever. Who well, cares? They're, looking, they're having a fun time. Yeah, they're looking for a path. And if they get enough uh, followers online, maybe that helps them. But, yeah, okay. but it's just all part of that look at me culture. And yeah, but if they're trying to do something where the I know, point but, is to but, look at me, then it's okay. Yeah, but Da Vinci is acceptable enough content for like the world's collective attention. I see. Which is what bothers well, me. Well, it, it was it, really just enough so that they could go somewhere and say, look how many followers I have. 
It's not just, because, I don't, I just don't think something like that is worthy of the attention of the Western world. Well, I am very into TikTok and I haven't heard of them. So if that has anything, look them up. That helps at all. Look up the Divinity. Um, I was going to tell you, there's, there was, I think it was like Norwegian or something. It was this. That's what they are. This. Oh, they're they're Norwegian or something like that. Oh, interesting. I wonder if there's like a Norwegian culture or something where like they like to pretend to do things to be famous. Oh, there they are. Look at them. Hey. Uh-oh. Hold on a sec. Uh, Peter is coughing very badly. Okay. Is he okay? Is he asleep? Yeah, he's asleep, but he's like choking, I guess. Okay. I think he's okay. I'll sit him up when I get out, okay? Okay. Say goodnight to Greg. Hello, Greg. Hello. All right. I love you. Okay. Go to bed. Okay. Get some sleep. No. <laughs> love you. Your son could be choking. You're like, I'll check on him later. Well, he has a cough. He's okay. He has a productive cough. Don't we have a show to do? Maybe we should start the show. A snuffly nose? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm starting the show. Okay. I love you. Good night. Good night. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn, I, I don't know. I was going to say. Wow, what a great way to start. <laughs> you really set the tone. No, because I was thinking back. This is what I do. I shut down when I think about things because I realize that I probably say the same thing at the start of every show now. And that's how I feel at the end of every show where I feel weird about. Well, you anything. have the, you need to say the same thing. You're trying to promote this uh, Hoffman Pepper. Yeah. Not that we ever see any kind of profit from that. But Well, I just asked about it and she had to ask someone else because she wasn't in charge of that anymore. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's asking. Well, it's yeah. fine. I Whatever. You're, it's your friend. I'm fine helping your friend. I'm just saying that at the start of every show now, I realize that I say, I think it's my week, but it's really your topic. <laughs> Last week was your week and the week before. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> you have a topic for this week. I'm not even really sure what the topic is. I know that you watched Mrs. Doubtfire and this, <laughs> and this spurred... Uh, your brain it set the gears in motion and you started analyzing old popular culture and thought things can't be presented in the same way they used to be presented like mrs doubtfire probably wouldn't fly at all today even though i think they're making a broadway show oh <laughs> I, I think that's happening but something, really? something like tootsie i don't know if uh dudes no, and- tootsie's good I don't know if dudes and drag is something that's acceptable anymore unless I mean if you're if you're a straight comedian I don't know if you're allowed to wear drag. See, I don't even know how to talk about this. Again, okay, so this is my point. I guess it's it's a little bit of like PC culture, but it's not only that. It's also just like the shift in what anyone is allowed to say or anyone is allowed to do, you know, and it's weird if you think about it. It's weird how in the 70s we could watch something like Blazing Saddles that's full of white people saying the N word, you know, and even though the hero is a black man, um, there's still like so many jokes around, around him being black the joke is sometimes on him. Sometimes the joke is on the 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 rednecks, you know, who are using the language. And that was closer to when people were, when it was a little bit, when it was more socially acceptable for, like, people to say the word in, in reality, like in real life, without trying to make some joke. Or even, like, it just, it's weird that back then things were acceptable and now... They're absolutely not. Well, you know, and I mean, like bla- a movie like Blazing Saddles could not be made. But and then it, the point it, that you were making. Oh, okay, go ahead. Well, the point that you were making about Mrs. Doubtfire being a, a white, straight comedian playing a woman, and how maybe someone would look at that and say, like, that should go to a real drag queen. 
Well, that's why I said I, that's why I said I don't know how to talk about this because are drag queens really limited to being gay men? I don't. You know the drag culture. Drag is just presenting in um in like a entertainment forum as a different gender because to be just living your life as a different gender is something else. But to but you know, but it could be, a straight have, dude be performative about the change of gender, then that's drag. Would it be acceptable for a straight man to be in drag? Yeah, I think it would. I think it would, but I think that it would be a little bit harder for them. And I'm, I don't speak as you know the person. See, again, I have to like be careful. But like, <laughs> I would assume that I would be if I were a drag queen, I would be worried that the straight man is there to like laugh at us, you know, or to like be stupid about it and not take it seriously. Do you know what I mean? And not do it for the art of it or the fun of it. It's just to do it for like some gag or to do it ironically or something. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's just jump back to Blazing Saddles since you bring okay. that up. You said a movie like that couldn't be made today. I don't I don't know if there's a need for Blazing Saddles to be made today. No, I, I think, just mean the... But I think it served its purpose at the time, using the N-word where it was more prevalent in society as a whole and people using it in a derogatory, demeaning, nasty way. Right. The movie provided commentary on that so people could right. look at it through a different lens and say, wow, this is ridiculous. This is wrong. This is maybe something that we shouldn't be doing, which is, you know, what comedy tended to do. And maybe it did its job. So now we're at the point where people aren't using the word. There was a there was a point in time where you had to shine light onto the use of that word. And I think it was OK to use it in that movie. I don't know if it was actually OK, because I'm not a black person and I don't know how that would have made me feel even in that context. Maybe it would have still stung. But with with comedy, if you're allowing it to exist because you're trying to show society as it really is, I think that that movie at that time, using that word, opened up you know, uh, the blinds in a way. And people were, and this was happening across the board. It wasn't just blazing saddles. But so people are like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be using that word and then society progresses to the point where there is no need for it anymore like i don't i don't think that See, I, using it in a movie in the same way hits the same way as it did then so therefore there is no need for it because it does make people feel awful see i don't think it was about i don't think blazing saddles was teaching anyone not to use the n-word i think blazing saddles was such a silly movie but it also just sh sh maybe demonstrated that someone who is different is also just a someone, you know, like they're just another but person. But the people using the word, they're, right. they're presented in a way, like they're a caricature of people who actually would use that word sincerely. What I think that like the time of Blazing Saddles, like Richard Pryor and, and, and all, and, and, uh, well, I guess like his stand up and probably a lot of like black comedians. It feels like there were there were there was a moment where people were talking about their own black culture, the good and the bad of it, and were joking about all of it, you know, and it feels like a little bit now that no one is allowed to talk about anything bad <laughs> about any culture without it being problematic instead of just talking about it. And then if everybody talked about their bad in their culture or their race or whatever, then we would all just see that like, yeah, we all suck and we're all awesome. You know, we're all just the same. We're just the same in different ways and different in different ways. Well, I think there's a natural progression with things that are presented on screen and what is acceptable and what's not. And, you know, you bring up the fact that they're making fun. There, there's a levity 
to look at our culture. And I think that's the first path in to calling attention to things that are actually problems. Comedy is disarming while it also can be biting at the same time, but it, mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. presented in a way where people tend to not take, well, if it, I was going to say, tend to not take offense, though I think people, this is, that's what, I, this that's is what I'm the, saying. Yeah, well, this is where the progression has gotten us. Now people take offense to comedy, but that's gone too far. I'm saying take that out for a second in the overreaction. I think that when there are things that people want to bring to light, comedians are the first ones to address things because they can present them to a wider audience and to a more broad uh, audience. And that's the way in. And then when you're doing your job within that, and if things are now more mainstream and people are of different ways of thinking about certain issues, then you can progress on from that. So I agree with you, but I think that a lot of the, the comedians, like the younger comedians, Either they're afraid to do certain material or. Well, you're ju- yes, you're jumping ahead. Or they now. wouldn't do it. Or they wouldn't do it because it's like, oh, I'm not going to say that. Just like Jerry Seinfeld stopped touring because he people in his colleges that he was he was uh, performing in were getting offended. Fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. He's pretty tame. He's really tame. Yes. There is an overreaction that we've gotten to. But I, I think there's a few things to look at so maybe if if comedy does sort of progress people's or uh, not progress but like uh puts people's walls down about all of us being so different and how like one might be better than the other but then you see someone do a joke about it and you're like that is everybody you know like maybe we are missing that a little bit in our society well, at this point in time, yes, I could say that we're missing that. But well, I'm talking about this point in time. I know, but you're, you're, there's a big gap from Mrs. even Mrs. Doubtfire in the 90s to now. And it seems like you wanted to talk about things that were presented in films, possibly on TV, that would be deemed unacceptable these days. And for a second, I would like to put away the extreme. We can get to it, the extreme part where there's not even an appetite for uh, comedy or the exploration of how idiotic so many of us are. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't as, have to just be movies or TV shows. It can be just our the way that we 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 have to talk. Yeah, but I, I think naturally is what I'm trying to say. Naturally, mm-hmm. over the course of time, as views and change and what's acceptable changes, there's going to be an evolution and despite where we are now with people having zero appetite for things, this would have happened. The N word was already out. You're not using that. I don't, I don't see a need to use it. I know sometimes, you know, Louis CK before he was shunned was able to use it and he would use it in ways. He would use it in a specific way that was very appropriate to the context of what he was saying. Yes, but the window of the way that was appropriate to use it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and he was still somehow able to find a way to make right to to make it worthwhile. It, it, it's a him and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Quentin Tarantino just kind of like to throw it out. Seemingly, um, he was like a little bit of a what's it called? Like um, I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna push people. Yeah, I, I think he was trying to be a bit shocking with the use. Yeah. Um, you know, this is difficult, and I know we're not just talking about the N-word. This is a difficult thing for me to talk about because I don't, it, it's never had any impact on me like because it's never been directed towards me. It's, it's never been used to make me feel lesser than. Um, and it doesn't, I don't mean it's just this one word. It's all no. kinds of ways that things are presented and talked about and what we can, I mean, just like I'm talking about with like Mrs. Doubtfire, like what the fact that we'd have to like, Oh, Oh, is it okay? Is it okay if this happens? Like, well, maybe the person is just so happens to be a white straight comedian. I, I do think that there's, they're the best person for it. Sorry. That's it. I we do don't think- need to hire a blind actor to play blind people. <laughs> I mean, if you find a blind actor, that's the best for that part. Okay. But otherwise, do, no, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah, but I think that if, if something is completely, if it exists solely to demean and people are getting laughs off of demean, then Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't. I don't think anyone was offended by Mrs. Doubtfire. 
And that's why Mrs. Doubtfire is going to make a run on Broadway, which I don't, <laughs> you know, nobody at this point is like, no, 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 we can't have this happen because who would be offended yeah. by Mrs. Doubtfire? The old nanny who possibly, you know. Well, I mean, would, she made some comments about, you know, uh, feeling, being like a woman, like, oh. Yes. The bus driver was hitting on her. Sure. But that was more commentary on the creepy bus driver. No, he was sweet. <laughs> well, he was sweet. He liked her hairy legs. He was sweet. He was like, natural. Yes. He uh, was sweet. He was just like nice to her. I just, I, I, he, I know he was sweet in his uh, cat calling. He didn't cat call her. What is, I forget what he said. I just remember. He, that, I, he said, it's a cold. It's cold out there tonight. Mm -hmm. And then said something about like, I hope you have someone warm to go home to. And she was like, okay. Okay. Well, and then later nice. he saw her hairy legs and was shocked by it. And then, you know, Robin Williams like pulled his stockings up or whatever and said, uh, I like that Mediterranean look on women. It's natural. Just look how God made you. Okay. But I have not he seen. He broke the mold when he made me, dear. I have not seen Mrs. Doubtfire in quite a while. <laughs> so I apologize that I, you know, I have bits and pieces of memory of this scene. What I was saying before that, though, is I think sometimes characters and the way things were presented in films were just completely demeaning and held no redeeming qualities. Like there wasn't something, some larger thing to be said out of it. So, you know, if someone was okay. fat and they were just the butt of the joke because they were fat, like you're fat. And that was the end of it. And like, there's a, there's a lot of people who are overweight who probably would feel bad seeing that. So I don't know if something like that needs to exist in the most lazy basic manner if you yeah. want to use that and you've got something bigger and insightful to say then go for it and i think that should exist and if you want to add back in what we we're talking about before that doesn't seem to exist right now like to even explore it and try to be smart about it is something that people will not tolerate which what is about, a shame I, oh sorry what about um short circuit and the guy is playing an Indian man. He's a stereotypical Indian man. Right. I don't think that's, no, that's not needed because he's Indian. He's, they're trying to say, look, this smart guy who invented a robot. Right. So this person is not playing an Indian character in a demeaning way. They're playing, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not sure how I feel about it or what should have happened or what shouldn't have happened. I'm just, I'm just, parsing this out so this actor who is not indian plays an indian man who is smart and has helped build this robot johnny five is it and does an accent of the character of where he has decided this person is from is that so offensive does he play into stereotypes I feel like now I think I think that that could be offensive because but it all serves cultures all anyone any character that you create is going to lean on some stereotypes the stereotypes don't have to be offensive they could just be like some real ways that you decided this person behaves sure but what's the value what's the value in that the only value because it brings it brings something to the character that the person was no, you know they were from india they graduated high in their class i don't buy this smart engineer that i don't buy <laughs> i look it doesn't offend me but i'm also not indian um, right. And if someone was playing into the stereotypes of a white person for the sake of the stereotypes of a white person, I don't think I would be offended. But if somebody was, they have a right to be, I think. Like, why are you doing this? Because if you're playing into a stereotype, it's been so long since I've seen Short Circuit also. I wish I'd have done some homework. <laughs> but if you're playing in stereotypes for the sake of stereotypes, the only purpose that's serving is, ha look at this. They're different. That's it. And to, okay, so to, to if, use someone else's difference as entertainment and something to mock and laugh at, I think it's lazy and I, I don't feel as though there's a need for it. Now, again, you can use that for larger commentary and if you're going to do that, fine. Right. I'm picturing someone from England playing an American, which happens all the time. And no one's offended by that. Like the guy who's house or no house. Yeah. House. Right. What are the TV Famous show? British actor house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nobody's 
offended, but he's, he's not really playing into American stereotypes. Right. But then if I do an Indian accent and I just speak in that Indian accent about like wanting a glass of water, it could be taken as offensive. Why do you need to do it? What do you get? So if you were to do that, why would you do it? Why would you do any accent? Why would you do like if I did a British accent or if I did an Irish accent or if I did, you know, a Korean accent or if I did an African accent? You know what I mean? Like what's wrong with doing this is just my question. This is just my this this is my thought experiment. What is wrong with doing another accent that isn't it does rely on stereotypes, I guess, because people typically might sound like this from this place. But I w- personally, I would never like say something that would be shitty about them. Do you know what I mean? Like I would never portray someone as like, I'm stupid because I'm from this place. It would just be, I would just speak in that voice and you're like not allowed to do that. And I think it's odd. It possibly is odd. I mean, it, it, there's nuance to this discussion that is hard to grasp. And it is hard to navigate, which is why I think most people just avoid it completely anyway. And they just choose one side or the other. And but it's you, just you shouldn't do that because we're thinking human beings. We're, we're, we want I personally want to be someone who thinks, you know what I mean? And isn't just like, well, a lot of people are saying it's wrong. So and I, and, and context is hard. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to worry about context. I'm just going to say it's wrong. I think if people are making fun of Americans who aren't American and they play in the stereotypes of gun loving right. you know, rednecks, yeah, I'm not offended by it. I'm a little but, offended. But if someone likes guns and has a Southern accent, are they offended by that? Would they be offended that somebody who's not American is mocking the way they live their life? Well, I was, um, um, some other kids of some foreign people that I know, <laughs> my friends who are foreign uh from foreign places uh their kids were ding 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 on this bell right that i have and i made them go away with the bell because it was annoying and then the bell came out later and someone was saying that like yeah they were at a doctor's office and these little kids were ding 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 dinging a bell and they were like ugh, americans like american parents that's american parents i was like bitch your kids were doing just the same thing just a minute ago (laughs) So, but, and, and that kind of offended me a little bit, you know, to say like, Hey, American parents, I'm an American parent. So I think you answer your own question when you are playing in the most generalized field and you're making fun of someone going back to short circuit because they're Indian and smart and can invent a robot and think what, what are, why, what is the point of this? I, I mean, it could be looked at like people from this part of the world are really hardworking and high and highly educated. Yes, but you, and I don't know in the movie and, and I, like you said, I haven't seen it in a really long time. So I don't know if he does some like stupid, like, like you said, Indian stereotype thing. That's, that would be offensive and lame and, and maybe like, um, uh, lazy. But if he's not, then maybe he could just be a character that sounds like that. Quite often, and we can just move out of short circuit, but quite often, if, if a character that you <laughs> never, said, well, no. I never want to move away from short circuit. <laughs> you're, you're saying like that could be presented as you know, that the people are hardworking and smart. Yes, it could be. But what happens quite often is it's not presented as this trait that's applauded. It's the person's boiled down um, and they're a butt of a joke for whatever reason. So, you know, who did it right was the office because they had Vikram. And Vikram was a surgeon in India, and now he's in America and he works at a call center. And he's like the highest rate. He's like the best employee at the call center. He makes the most commissions or whatever. And yeah, and he's just like a smart dude. And that's it. And he like helps Michael a little bit. There's there, there are definitely smart ways to do it. And I, when we talk about this, I think that making fun of all cultures, that there are things within cultures that are funny. They're just the, the fact that it exists, the fact things happen the way they do based on tradition, uh, mm-hmm. societal part, whatever it is, there are things to explore and things to make fun of, but it is somewhat along the lines of, you know, someone says something nasty about your kid 
or someone in your family, your sibling. You're like, no, no, no. I can say those things, but you can't say those things. And I do think that there is some, I do think that that's, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. The the word is slipping my mind, but I do, I I feel as though that's valid. What do you think about um, South Park still being able to get away with like their like Chinese voice, you know? See, I don't like stupid Mongolians. I've never really watched South Park, but with these, with comedy, there is room to explore this stuff. And I think that there's bigger commentary going on than just, hey, we're doing this voice. And mocking this culture. Like there's something bigger at play, correct? I mean, with the guy that owns Shitty Walk, City Walk, they call it a <laughs> Shitty Walk. Like, I don't, I don't, that, that character in particular is not, you know, progressing a, a, a mindset or like, it's really just like, isn't this guy so funny? Because, He's so angry about the Mongolians trying to get into South Park, <laughs> break down his store, or whatever. It's it's so silly, and maybe you know what? So maybe someone's angry like, that the Mongolians are coming in. So that's who's only who's angry? this one dude, only him. Who is he? White dude? I don't know. No, he's he's the Chinese guy <laughs> in South Park that owns City Walk. Well, I I would say that maybe that's commentary that. Uh, and he pours down this like. You know, that racism exists, you know, outside of the most uh, traditional, what people call traditional white people are racist. Nobody else is like racism right, exists across the board and that the Chinese hate the Mongolian. I think that's, you know, there's possibly some commentary on that. I don't. But that's I, elevating that if you, you know what I mean, that's elevating that to something. And what I'm what I, I think the point is, is that if the content is good. And you still are using something that in some other context might be offensive. Like if I walked around and sounded like the Chinese guy from South Park and said things that he said just in my day, like to make fun of something like that would be looked at as uh, like um, racist, you know, or like, what does she really, what does she think? But I guess in the context of it being South Park, first of all, South Park being a show that goes after everything and everyone and then also for it to be actually kind of like entertaining and funny. It's like, as long as it's good and it's, and they, they do a good job, then it's passable. Yeah. I think that people, should, there should be enough trust in people to be able to discern such things. And if you watch a show like South Park, which I never really got into and it's nothing really to do. It was just mainly because everyone was like, it's so amazing when it first came out, what, at this point, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, or, or whenever everyone was ranting and raving and me just being the person who wants to rebel for the sake of rebellion. It's like, I'm not watching this. Shut yeah. up. Shut your mouth. So I don't. There's know. some there's some really good ones and there's some that really silly and funny. But I, but I mean, from what I know is, like you said, they go after everything. Right. Yeah. And I guess if it really is open, fair game, open season on everyone and it's spread evenly and fairly across the board, then yeah, somehow they get, you know, if you're offending everyone, somehow it cancel out, it cancels out, you know, offending just some, you're like, Hey, everyone is offended. You know, personally, I think humanity is absurd. I do think that it's worth poking and prodding and making fun. And yeah, and it doesn't bother me, but we are white people. So for the most part, I'm not saying that white people haven't been made fun of and that there aren't stereotypes or plenty of stereotypes attached to us that haven't been presented. It's all been presented, but for the most part, it's been distributed unevenly. Um, That aside, I'm fine with it. It doesn't bother me, but because we aren't from a group of people who over the years had another group of people constantly well, making I have fun been, of our I guess. existence, then I, I, can't, I can't speak to it. I'm um, a woman. You yes. know, like I can't drive. And I, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going. Does that bother you? If someone assumes it about me because I'm a woman, then yeah, I'm like, fuck you. 
So I, th- I think you understand where at least this starts before it, but you know what, before though, it snowballs see, out of control. If I see in a... If I see in a movie a woman, and maybe that's my own internalized misogyny, where if I see a woman doing something like a dumb woman, then I'm like, yeah, yeah, dumb women. <laughs> I mean, for the longest time in movies, what did women, what purpose did they serve to, as yeah. inspiration for the dude on his journey? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you like but, to see? The, uh, so with the change... And some yeah. of it is heavy-handed these days, and that can't be argued. Now it's just being done because some person somewhere in a boardroom said, this is what we need to do to keep people off of our back, and then they pat themselves on the back because they think, job well done. And that's annoying because it's not authentic, and it's not really addressing the problems that arise out of this to begin with. But seeing stories where women are now the lead and the hero and the one who has the the growth and the change and the journey, do you enjoy this? Seeing women in a different role? See, I think it's past for me. Because I think as a kid, I'm thinking back to like Star Wars. And I didn't pretend that I was Luke or Han. You know, I pretended I was Princess Leia, who was like in her sexy gold bikini. You know, and she did other things, but that was like the, you know, titillating to pardon the, the pun or whatever. But that was the titillating part that I remembered or wanted to emulate. And maybe that has some says something about me. I don't know. <laughs> but I, if you think about like my female role models or whatever... It was still even like in Robin Hood, the the uh, Disney cartoon one with the foxes, and you know, I still, if I wanted to be anybody, it would be Maid Mary and beautiful, you know, wanted, loved, saved. Because it's been presented that way. That's, yeah, that's the so, way society so now, has set it up, and then that's now, what you've even, seen. Even though, fucking, the new Star Wars with like Ray. Even though all of that is done by a committee of suits in a room and is tested and made sure that like and and done with the idea of like little girls will look to this person. It's like that's annoying as shit. But in some way, it probably is pretty cool for like a little girl to see that. You it know? is cool. Like, look, it is cool. Yeah. To see someone who looks like you has similar traits to you acts like you it's much easier especially to put in a, yourself especially in a protagonist role yes it's much instead of yeah it's much easier to put yourself in those shoes and then you get to pretend that you're i mean the role that you are now putting yourself in is executed completely differently and it does open up like hey i could be the person who does something like that and maybe did, that's the thing there was a lack of female protagonists well there was there was <laughs> lack of female there was lack of people of color this did exist yeah and to want to represent everyone and give everyone that opportunity i don't see anything wrong with that what happened like you said the films are now made by committees and there are people who are overthinking all of this and therefore it is forced and it's heavy handed and it doesn't feel authentic at that point. So you can present it anyway. It does, it does come off in the content. It's like, all right, this, this isn't playing. I can't really articulate why, but it's not playing completely correctly. Well, your brain is really good at, at, at recognizing authenticity not authenticity but like genuineness maybe and even if you're not aware of it maybe your brain knows you're like "Mm." what what should happen is none of these people would actually be friends they're all too different from each other they're all like about benetton is it the colors of benetton ad none of these people would actually be hanging out not to say that people from different cultures don't all hang out but it's not an entirely mixed bag of people well in the future with star wars with all the different creatures across the universe why not why wouldn't different types of people hang out? well it sure looks like a lot of humans hanging out then (laughs) that is that is fair you know chewy was like the token (laughs) 
Besides what, the androids. What, what should happen with content that is, you know, up for creation is people write their stories, whatever those stories may be, and each story is given a fair shot. And it's like, this one's good. This is good. This is not good. Yes, we want to invest in this one. Here's money. Go make, you know, a pilot if it's a TV show or, yeah, we like the script. Let's make this movie. And if there's equal access and a fair playing field for all types of people, then this problem solves itself. What has happened traditionally is, you know, people, women, people of color, their content probably wasn't looked at. It was mm-hmm. like, eh, or was skimmed. Or taken as seriously. Yeah. It was, it was or harder. Or if you were this person, you needed to be this type of person. Yes. It was harder to get your things made. It's going to be hard for anyone at this point. But, you know, what's happening is there's just an overcompensation and there are people saying we're doing the right thing. See what we're doing. And then they want credit for it. And, you know, to me, it, it loses the value because people are doing it. If I guess if, it, it's, if the end result is the same, then what the fuck do I care? But it loses some <laughs> well, because, value like I said, because as it's adults, performative. Yeah, we want we want. We don't want to be taught a lesson. You know, we want to enjoy what we might consider, especially like in the movie realm, as art. You can be taught lessons, art. but lessons can be taught in smart ways. Right. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. In, 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 a, in a way that I find myself you don't want to not handed to me. Yeah. You don't want it to be patronizing. Yeah. And, and so much of that stuff is. You know, I was going to say quickly... Um, Again, talking about the past being maybe a little bit in some ways better, (laughs) you know, like Mary Tyler Moore was a great female protagonist. I think she was divorced. She lived on her own. She had a great job. She had a great place. She had friends. She had a life. She wasn't like struggling with anything. She was struggling with like anything that anyone would be struggling with in her position. Uh, Rhoda. (laughs) Which is just a spinoff of Mary Tyler Moore. But uh, I don't know, Maud, that girl. Yeah, but the reason that's revered is because, wow, look, this is just being presented as is. This is just what's happening. There's not excessive commentary on it. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, because she was going through like normal things. That's when it, it was, works. It wasn't all about her being a girl. And no, like that's everything when it works. Be, yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's cool. This is just happening. And we don't need to tell you that it's happening. And we don't want you to acknowledge us because we allowed it to happen. It's just happening. And then yeah, it's there was good. never a position where Clarissa was like, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean. Blah, blah, blah. You're like, but that's that's where we've gotten, um, yes. you know, and so much of this is driven by white people so they're still in control that's that's the funny thing it's like look at this we've opened this up for all types mm. of people but well, it does it's, seem like the previous generation will not let go of the reins well yes that happens too why would anyone want to give up their relevance yeah if you're if well you're, i'm i'm willing to do stuff like that because i listen i think that i should be allowed to sing like rap the n-word in a song in in the song but i think the majority of society is saying that that's not okay so i'm changing i'm deciding not to even when i'm alone i still don't do it it's mostly for practice so that if it comes on and like i'm around other people i don't say it but well it's up to it's up to black people to decide if you can do it or not that's i don't know what the stance is on that i do know that most people don't do it that seems to be the the rule that's what I'm saying. The consensus seems to be don't do it. Even though Ice Cube told Tim Andrews that it's okay because it's in the song. <laughs> well, you're, <laughs> also, you're also going to get, yes, different differing opinions on it. Of course. But like I said, I don't care what, you know, listen, I'm not going to take a survey of, of 100 black people and <laughs> ask them like what they think. But I am, th- say, I even though I disagree with it, it seems to be the consensus. And I live in a society. And so in order to get along. But with I don't society, feel like it's your word anymore. It's not your word. It should have never been any white person's word to begin with, but it's, it's not, never been my word. It's somebody else's word. I'm singing it. I'm well, singing someone a, this else's This is what word. I'm saying. It's, the, it's, it's black people own that word. They can use it the way they want to use it. And if they say that you can't use it, then 
uh, to me, it's like, okay, fine. I, there's no disagreement that but I feel. But isn't that interesting? What's okay. the point of arguing it? If, if, if the word that was offensive to people, they say, we don't want you using it. Okay. Who am I to say that you're wrong for telling me that? I'm not, I, and I don't think that they're wrong for telling, for saying that or thinking that, but I do wonder, like, can't, can't, and I'm, <laughs> this isn't me trying to figure out how to say it. I really don't care. I'm just trying to, like I said, just, just un, unravel it all. You know, if I'm quoting someone, you know, if someone said the entire word, you can't even like quote them. And that's where I feel like we're kind of missing the mark. You know, when someone says it because and the context is right, it shouldn't be like. What do you mean the context is right? When is the because context if someone's right? Co- if someone's if someone's quoting someone else, if um, you know this person and they never say it and they say it to make like a really funny observation, like a no, funny joke. I don't know. No, but no, <laughs> no. Okay. Who's the, oh the person never says it. I assume that this person is a white person and they never say yeah. it and they use it in a very smart way. No, it doesn't work. It's we're past it is what I'm saying. At mm-hmm. some point maybe that flew because enough people were using it in such a derogatory way and it was still being thrown about in a racist way that it was brought to light, but now we we're at the point where a lot of people, I know there's people still use it, but a lot of people aren't using it or maybe they would just use it and didn't even mean for it to be racist right and it was still hurtful for for black people so you know it's like hey call we're calling this to attention it's being Mm -hmm. presented in the media that you're consuming and now you're past it so i don't like there's zero need for it at this point please don't think that i'm trying to now i'm scared (laughs) i you're look you're just exploring this and yeah i'm just exploring it you know, there's I, th- a really I think great... it's weird that you're like, but why can't they use? Why? But why do they need to ask that it's, question? It's, it's not. Yeah. It... Because it'd be really funny or something. No, wait, what's funny out of it now? I don't know. Because I, I don't know. All right. I agree. I'm, I'm agree. I am agreeing with you because I understand like the point of being past it. Um, there's a really great Star Trek Next Generation episode where. Oh, wait. Nope. It's not Generation. It's the original series where uh, Abraham Lincoln is there for some reason. <laughs> and he calls Uhura, and not the N-word, but like an N-word S. Yeah. And um, they're telling him like, that's not cool. You're not supposed to say that. And and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. A word like that was fine in my time, you know, but it must not be you now. And I'm sorry. And they laughed. Like they were laughing about it because the point was, was that in Gene Roddenberry's future, future world that he had created, they were so, so far removed from it that they thought it was funny to hear this word and he was still apologetic yeah and i thought that was pretty cool he didn't make the argument but i i I, because we used it in my time i want to continue using it why can't i continue to use it that's the thing yeah and please i'm not i wasn't (laughs) arguing that like i said i'm just trying i was just trying to understand these are just this is just a word you know, yeah, but it's, it's not funny. a word. It's not. It's not. What's funny about it? It's not. No, I'm just not saying. A, I'm not saying it's funny. I'm saying it's funny that. You know, if you think about when you break it, really break it down, just like a collection of sounds that come out of your mouth. Sure, but that's like cursing. It's like why can't I curse? Because right, that's stupid. It doesn't really mean anything, but it does. It does, yeah. actually, mean something. Cursing okay. is you know a little more ridiculous. Just because it's everywhere and you can't do it on broadcast, even though people hear it <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Because if we're talking about language changing and evolving, curse words at some some point should have evolved out. You're like, yeah, fine, use them now. It doesn't matter because they're right. everywhere and everyone's hearing it. And you could take away, you know, some of that impact that those words had. But you know, well, I think that's right. Isn't that what a lot of the com- a lot of the community did was was take back. Words. Yes, but I mean, what what you're saying is it's just a word. It's like sh- it's the most basic in a vacuum. I know what you're trying to say, but yeah, it you know, it was. What I would like to do is to get to the Gene Roddenberry future, where like a word like that is so it means nothing anymore. Well, it's lost it, all. It's lost all impact, good or bad. You're never going to get to that future because, and I can only well, speak, not good, but just the bad. <laughs> I can only speak on behalf yeah, of, of white people, but 
in order to progress to the point where, like when people say, I'm colorblind, bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. You do see it. And if you ever want to get to the point where everyone actually does have equal opportunity without you and a marketing team in a boardroom saying, we're going to do the right thing, you know, all the white people in that fucking room and they're like, yeah, we're good. You need to fucking be humiliated. This is what white people need to do because there are a lot of things that we don't understand. And I think like what you're saying with the N word, there is, there's, we're ignorant on many matters and Mm -hmm. that's okay. And there's a level of humiliation that has to come into play and you have to be willing to explore that. And like, I don't really understand there's zero room. One, nobody wants to be humiliated and there's zero room to make mistakes. And therefore, you know, if you make one mistake while exploring this, like you said, you're scared because you're asking yeah. these questions. And if somebody wants to say what the fuck, she's an awful person, then of course nobody is ever going to progress because nobody's going to want to even put themselves out there because right. so no, you're not going to get to that future. And it's because white people are idiots. I really, <laughs> I'm really tired. No, of, all people are idiots. Well, yes, but we're I, all idiots uh, in different ways. But it, but in the, what we are talking about okay. today and, you know, talking about early on how comedy can't even really exist anymore because context doesn't matter. Uh, subtlety, nuance, none of this matters. It's like that was said. It's like you were ruining a very good vehicle to help progress understanding that does not exist. Really to let your people's walls down. Yes. Like, and so this is not, and a lot of this is still driven by white people. Like I am, I'm liberal, but the fact that the, the far left white people have a need to exist in that realm. They have to view themselves as pure. Well, and they also have to, it's almost like their allyship, no matter where it lies is like a trophy. Yes. They, that all that has to go away. If you really want anything to happen. You just have to sit back and be a stupid white person for a little bit. And they can't. I have black friends. Yeah, but you can't. Well, I mean, that that's more of a conservative argument. I'm not racist. I can say these nasty things because I have a black friend. That's, oh, okay, that's the okay. other side. You're right. You're it. right. What, is, what does the left say? No, the left is the ones who will come destroy you. Mostly, oh, okay. mostly driven by as white people. Almost, yeah, as, a, as a, um, a, a flag to say, look at me. Yes. I'm good. I get it. I understand it. Look what I just did. Right. You know, quite often when a white person screws up, it's a mirror to other white people. Like I can somewhere understand how that happened and they don't want to look in the mirror like, the, no, 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 no. I'm better than that. I'm pure. So they smash the people mirror. People don't like change. People don't like change. The people, they don't, yes, they don't like change, but they don't, I, I don't. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I think <laughs> I that there is, I think that there, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very was, frustrated by it quite often. There's a lot of, 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 you know, parenting and philosophies. I think that happened, you know, when people came back, you know, and were baby boomers and, and weird stuff was passed down to generations. And I think that there's, a large group of a certain generation that is very afraid of change more. I mean, everyone, most people don't enjoy change because it, it does put you in a more vulnerable place. You don't know what to expect or whatever, but I think that there's like a huge group of people that not just, not just can't accept change, but can't accept anything changing about themselves without, feeling like they might not exist. And then we have the newer generation of people that are only dealing with the world the way that they think it should be as opposed to just the way that it actually is. Well, yeah, you know, that, the way that people should be is this. And if they don't, then they're not good and they're bad. And I have to tell people that they're bad, but I'm good. Well, that's a big thing is you can have an idealized version of the world in your head, what you'd like it to be. But the world does exist in a certain way, and there are rules to that way. You can change those rules, but you have to play the game as it exists with the current rules. And then when you're in the game, you can start shifting the stuff. But just, just to pretend it doesn't work the way it works. Right. It's not- reality. This is Dr. Drew said reality on reality's terms. <laughs> and on that note, I think we end it with the Dr. Drew quote. 
Dr. Drew's nothing to laugh at. He's, or at least he was, a board-certified medical specialist, uh, addiction medicine specialist. <laughs> okay. Good. I messed it up. Thank you for promoting Dr. Drew. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, thank you for having an open mind and uh, for listening to us with that, I hope. And uh, like and subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends about our awesome podcast that you love. And, oh, check out uh, hoffandpepper.com. You can use our code one topic one topic fifteen to get fifteen percent off some really great uh, locally made in Chattanooga hot sauce. They have barbecue sauce and a green sauce and the morning wake up call, which is my favorite. And they also have a spicy ketchup, and that's exciting. So go check them out, hoffandpepper.com. Um, and that's all. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm.